0: I want you to succeed at things that you never thought were possible, and I want you to fail at things that you never thought were possible, but I just want you to take that failure and move forward. Perfect Podcast, we are back, we're a little late, that is why it is the Imperfect Podcast, because I spent the whole fucking week sitting on my camera, and then it didn't want to connect. So, let me add some people, and... just invite everybody. was stupid. way for my first guest, and just to give you a little bit of insight, this week has basically been me kind of pulling people on what they think about police shootings, how they're going on, what we should do about them, what people would do in certain situations, and my number one feedback from last week was the material was good, but. <laughs> yeah. See, you need a headset, Ralph. What? Why? Actually, that got a lot better. You so might not. You might not need a headset.
1: Yeah, I don't need a, my phone, the phone, the most expensive one. iPhone <laughs> <laughs> four. What's wrong with you? So, let me, let me make
0: sure that I have the feedback on my computer so it works. So, in any event, going into this week, see, I got feedback on your phone. That's what it is.
1: Why? I don't know. Do you really? Yeah, it doubles up. Is that bad? Yes. <laughs> <It's> so soft.
0: <laughs> I listen. This is people complaining to me about all the right. audio, even though this is the Imprepa Podcast.
1: Oh man, all the dudes in Canada and all right. Look, I'm gonna go get a headset. I'll, I'll log back in a minute. Uh, uh, you can. You can. <laughs>
0: In any event, what it is, it's exactly what you just saw. Everybody said, oh, I love the material, but see, I'm now because I didn't get to use my computer. I love the material, but you got to fix the audio. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the audio. All I give a fuck about is the fact that the message is right. You hear what I'm saying. It is what it is. Unfortunately, the way that this shit works on Facebook Live is that I have to use a phone to bring somebody in. I was trying to sync in a Zoom. But then my computer and my fucking phone didn't, I mean, my camera didn't agree, so that fucked everything up. But um, as far as today, we're going to bring in my business partner, Ralph, who is the other half of FTL for the Love, if you know. That's our uniform company. We've been doing it for about nine years now. Um, He's actually a former gang cop, so he has a lot of experience when it comes to that type of thing. And then we're also going to bring in a good friend of mine, Peter, who's an active police officer. We're going to talk about some specific shootings that have been happening in the community with minorities, without minorities. Um, and different than what other people have done as far as shoots like this, we are going to talk about what the cops should be doing better to interact with minorities as opposed to what minorities should be doing better when they end up dealing with cops then talk about some shoots where the cops weren't wrong at all. (laughs) So we'll go forward. I'm just waiting for Rob because he's the experienced one. I mean, I have a little bit of a security experience, but he has a lot of experience when it comes to these specific situations. So we'll go kind of like, Break down some of the words of what people think can happen because you watch all these videos on YouTube and shit like that where people think oh I don't have to say this right I don't have to do that or I don't have to do this and actually what kind of laws and what kind of rights the police possess when it comes to you vice versa so I'm waiting to get him on and then we'll get everything started um and then so watching the live I'm gonna be pretty close so if you have okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> you there? Yeah, that's perfect now. Can you hear me? So, ah, yeah. I mean, I got into a little bit, but um, basically, if you want to talk about your background, kind of what you did, what you do, it's very good because, you, you know what I'm saying, you got a, a good mesh between what Massachusetts policing looks like and what Florida policing looks like. All
1: right, so the you know, the extensive career in law enforcement security, every, training, everything related. The 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 difference between Mass and Florida, the only two states I've ever lived in, is it's really more high speed up north. It's just everything is faster up north. You have you have more densely populated cities. Down here I think the most densely populated city is Jacksonville. No, I don't it's Jacksonville think it's Miami. I think far. it's Jacksonville. Um yeah, and it's, they still don't have projects like we have projects. They have, like, their housing projects are what we consider, like, nice living. They have, like, you know, you, their own space, grass, trees. Like, Bromley Heath ain't got any of that shit. Or, or like, if you, you know, Orchard Park or, or anywhere, Franklin Hill. Any, any, any project in Boston is a real project. Cathedral, name it, right? And where I grew up in Grove Hall, we didn't really have projects, but the whole thing's a project. It's just... It's bad, right? So when especially back when I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So now, you know, with the way uh people are moving into the city and gentrification, um, those areas are all high rent district now. Like you could buy on Castlegate Road where I grew up, I think you could buy a condo now for like six hundred thousand, which is crazy. Those were low income housing when I was a kid. Um, down here it's more like, you know, you have Jordan Park and and you know Places that everybody down here say, says are bad, and I drive through them like, I would have died. <laughs> my my mom used to say it all it the time beautiful. about California, <laughs> yeah. California,
0: their products is like, you have a fucking three-bedroom house. <laughs> and they're just angry in their three-bedroom oh, sure. house.
1: Like in two bathrooms. Like it, it, yeah, and I, I get it because, you know, when, when you when you dig into it a little deep, when you peel off the layers, it is still it is still a tenement. It is still um, poorly taken care of, The the... The landscaping's not the same. Like It's just not the same as, as you would have in an affluent area of town. And, you know, it's dangerous. The crime rate is high. Uh, wherever you have poverty, it's crime, rate, crime rate's high. I was listening to the podcast. with. Um, I listened to a lot of the Joe Rogan podcast. So I listened to Killer Mike when we spoke about this earlier. And, and Killer Mike was saying, for every hood, for every project, he could show you a, a densely populated trailer home uh, park that has the same crime rate. And he's right. Poverty is universal, right? The difference is... Cultural, you know, you have you have different. Like when you talk about the projects, everybody You know, well, not everybody, but most people say, "Oh, black people." No, it's, it's Hispanics. It's it's you know, you have a little bit. It's minorities, really. It's nothing, you know. And you do have white people in the projects. We you, sometimes you the you the thing is to, we too, never like, I, a couple of the worst people I've ever dealt with than Caucasian, and it's like you know, crime is universal. It's not bad people coming all shades and all you know all orientations. The the real. Dividing factor is good versus evil. It always is. And, and, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily evil just because it's a crime. Sometimes it's out of necessity. And, and people say, well, they don't need to. Well, you know, if the walls are super high and you can't climb them, guess what? you got to find a way to survive within those walls. So I've seen people deal drugs out of necessity. And I know people are like, oh, there's always another way. It, try, it, you can sing that song as much as you want you can only see as far as you can see. So if you can't see yourself out of your situation, you're gonna do what you can to survive. So a lot of of people that get caught up in the game, especially back in the day, now I don't don't know, y'all got like weed delivery services and stuff. But back in the day, it was like, it was difficult. Like you saw kids, you know, part of drug operations and everyone's like, oh, no one's buying drugs from a 12 year old kid. No, but that 12 year old kid could be a lookout. He could be the one holding the pistol. He could be the one holding the work. Like there's a lot of factors where youth are involved in those types of operations. I also grew up in a culture of no snitching in Boston. To to this day, it's ingrained in my soul. I grew up there, so try being on the other side and not snitching. It's difficult. Like you, 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 walk, you walk the lines because you know it is a, it is a, it's good to get people to understand loyalty, but it's bad to have them used to cover up stuff that needs to be exposed. So that culture has to die. Uh, it, it's it's they need to know the difference between being loyal and being being you know aiding and abetting, because when you're when you're being loyal to someone who doesn't care about you number one, you're expendable to them. They make you feel like they care about you, but you're part of an operation. So it's it's a pretty despicable tactic to pr- prey on someone's loyalties, and that's what you see and happen a lot with kids and why they get transformed into you know real hardcore thugs and gangsters when they grow up because if you're holding a pistol at 11 for a drug dealer or for whoever, because you'll get juvie time, well, no time, and, and he'll get a year or two, there's a diabolical intent there. It's not just like, he, you know, the mentality is, ah, he'll be all right, he'll just go in for a couple of months, juvie, be all right. No, it's not all right. You're putting them in the system, right? And it's also, I can't, you know, I don't have the statistics in front of me and I don't want to use statistics because it's a, just a real personal chat, but. The rate of a kid going into the juvenile system and then becoming a well, I mean, um, it's like I can even
0: cut you off there and and where George W. Bush put in a protocol at the time that he was in office where if you get a felony, you cannot Mm -hmm. get federal loans when you go to college. And that's a big one that people don't understand. So if you want to go to college, you want to apply for that FAFSA, that's not even available to you anymore if you get a felony as a minor. Another thing that I want to touch on that you said is that when people say there's white crime and there's black crime, when you look at it on TV, everybody wants to go, oh, did you see the town? That was crazy. That was amazing. Everything's amazing. Did you see the Italians? Did you see the Sopranos? That was amazing. That is held on a different plateau than what is you know, hood thug drug
1: dealing or hood thug crime. They show it in a show in a different way. I got to disagree there because they glorify crime regardless. Like, uh, do Jack city. Everybody wanted to be Nino Brown, white kids, black kids, whatever. Nino Brown was the main, right. And that, yes, of course, Nino Brown, come on, man. He was a, he was an icon for that era. Like people, when they thought of players like Nikki Barnes to this day is an idolized gangster up there with mafia gangsters. Like Nikki Barnes is like, yo, Nikki Barnes though. And, and, you know, cultures will find a hero in whoever. So if, if your hero is Frank Lucas, if your hero is Nicky Barnes, and it is what it is, they're criminals doing the same. Like it, people still glorify it from both sides. So the only time I'll say I'll disagree with there are there are certain cultural crimes. Like there aren't a lot of here at once, right? So, I mean, John Muhammad, maybe. Yeah, I, I, it, it, that's a difficult one because you know you look at the reason. One of the things that we should touch upon, and, and I, again, for anybody watching this that gets offended. I don't give a fuck. I, I hate to be like that, but this is the truth and it needs to be said. And if you have offense with it, it's you can hey, this is directly to I don't give a don't fuck. It to we, a that's anyway. what we do. We make mistakes. If you yeah, got the an yeah, answer, you yeah. better well, come you correct. Me, I'm, I'm pretty imperfect. So what I'll tell you is the black community does very poorly with a few things. One of them is mental illness, right? Uh, I can tell you that most of the time, if you're dealing with someone that's going crazy and, and can't be controlled, it's it's underlying mental illness that's never been diagnosed. It's something that they didn't get all the care and all the therapy they needed to fix that. They just grew up with it, and they got told to get over it. He's touched. He's special, right? He never got him Yeah, help, For real, so, they would just have that motherfucker sitting and, in and the, the, the kitchen doing a barbecue. you like, piece. who is that? Were, that's crazy, uh, Benny. He touched uh, a couple uh, kids. Right, that's <laughs> Uncle James. No, that's Uncle James. He's good. Right, yeah, right. That, that's just real. And and we need, you know, it needs to be addressed significantly because the the medicine is there and the help is there. And, and even if you're anti-medication, the therapy is there and that's what they really don't get is the ability to talk to people outside of their, their background and realize that, no, this is not okay. Uh, another thing is black kids are made to believe sometimes that they can't achieve and, and, and that's systemic for sure. But, for a long time, there was a, a decent sized lack of black role models in anything but sports or music, right? So now, you, you know, how many black billionaires in the know, country? Two? Three, three? Two? Three? Yeah, it's never been. I mean, I don't know who's a billionaire anymore. I know Kanye just got called a billionaire. It used to be one. Oprah. Be Robert Johnson, right? Uh, yeah, Oprah made it, right? She barely made it. And then Jordan kicked tick, it over last year. But people look at a billion dollars like it's like it's easily attainable. It's really not. You got, you have to have connection to get a billion dollars. Um, it takes longevity more than anything. And it takes, you could get a billion dollars real quick and lose it the next day. You could you could go from a billion to 600,000 in a day. Um, but your true, you know, blue chip billionaires are all old white guys. Right. So to crack that wall down, to get in that circle for a minority is crazy. Uh, Unless you live in another country, like, you know, um, Hugo down in Mexico, big billionaire, and then obviously India, Africa's got way more billionaires than the United States because of the deals with China, right, and the resources. Um, but if you, you know, look at a, a young black kid in the hood saying, you know, kid says someday I want to be the president. Okay, we have Barack Obama. Uh, I want to be a billionaire. So, right. yeah. <laughs> so basically,
0: I, I was talking to somebody last year, and um, I said the same the same thing that I always say. I said. The, the when Obama when that no, was on last year it was like when Obama was was in office so I said well, when Obama was in office they basically said he ran a campaign with Jay-Z and said Jay-Z did it and I said there's a rocket scientist that's worth 500 million dollars and somebody commented on my Facebook and said <laughs> yeah but you think these dumb motherfuckers out there can become rocket scientists and I said it's as simple as this do you think that they can become Jay-Z what Jay-Z is is a multi-million dollar artist that turned nothing into millions. So I said, if you try to become Jay-Z and you try to become a rocket scientist and you fail at both, what better position do you think you'll be in? I mean, you failing on becoming a rocket scientist, you probably at least have a master's degree. You fail at becoming Jay-Z, you just sell crack
1: somewhere. Right. And, and, and there are black rocket scientists. There always have been. Uh, matter of fact, what was the movie with Most Definite? We played this. The, ah, God, God, it's killing me. But he was an assistant. I to a know, look that, that, shit that was doing research. And he was the end up coming up with. Yeah. That movie, that was the first recognized black, you know, top scientist. Um, something the Lord was made is one of them? Shit, a hundred and something years ago. i never even yes, really seen that. So yes, good. that's it. Excellent movie. Great book. I'm about to check it out. It's an excellent movie. Most definitely an off-putting You already him. know that. So yeah, um, he does great in this movie. Uh, I can't think of but what's fuck, his I name. Of the movie. It. Hold that, on, I,
0: mean, I gotta look up his goddamn
1: name and everything. Oh, you got the computer right computers. there.
0: What is this? Lady
1: Future. Shit yeah. got an eight point two on IMDb. That's not bad. This movie got to be it's good, good, bro. I mean, I'm not bullshitting. They did. It wasn't. It got a great cast, beyond most death. It, it, it's just a great film. Everybody. Vivian Thomas. Something me. Yes, Doctor Vivian Thomas. So if how did I miss this you movie you know, this year? you could Rickman here, right and it. goddamn Gabrielle Union in it. I told you the cast is bananas. Yeah, you know you busy watching Transformers we and Transformers. shit. You're like sixteen. <laughs> so <laughs> same, Ninja Turtles. whatever you watching? So you you gotta understand that that's been there. It's just never been a thing like nobody cares about that but Jay-Z people care about because that's part of the culture so um, new culture, new urban culture. culture that we created so if you know how I feel you know how I feel about Jay-Z he's to me he's the, the epitome of what's possible. The dude started out selling crack now people can debate that all they want. What I know is he had crack in his hand and he sold it to another man for money um, whether he was, you know, slinging like that on the corner, like Top Hustle or whatever, I don't know. I don't care either. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. What, what's relevant is the fact that he needed to make money selling crack at one point in his life. He held guns. He had murder charges. Like, he had real charges. So, at one point, he was he was running the streets. He had enough talent to get out of that and get into music. And when he got into music, he – was had the forethought enough and guidance from someone because you don't usually do it on your own, but someone urged him in the direction of entrepreneurship. I know he saw it and he wanted to do it, but he mm-hmm. had to reach out and get the connection. Now, when he went into entrepreneurship, he was one of the first as far as owning his, his own shit, own his own label, own his own control, <laughs> and his own destiny. He was one of the first, right? Um, he is a great role model in the sense of you don't have to stay on the street. You don't have to keep doing dumb shit. Make enough money, get yourself out. Buy a record studio, buy a record label, whatever you gotta do with the drug money, it doesn't matter. Make it into good money. Um obviously dealing drugs is terrible. But if that's what you did and you know we all sinned if that's your sin, maybe part of your forgiveness is doing something better later on in life like starting a giant, you know, conglomerate like he has in reaching out and doing things like his work with the nfl which also gets criticized but you beg for a seat at the table for so fucking long you cry about it for so fucking long you finally get one then you hate the guy that gets it it's so stupid to me stop standing away your own progress it, it's you need to understand that obama was the first black president and, and tearing him down because of your own feelings and what you think and what you've read on the internet is bullshit he's had a ton of great accomplishments if you to try for people to try to destroy obama and it's all it, it's it's more black people than white people than when I talk to, and it's terrible because if you you got to understand first of all, there's no one coming in to that job and changing shit right away. It's impossible. You see how it works. You see, you see, even with support, you can't do it. So when you got half the people against What'd you, you just, hold on a second. The two party system. Did you just say there's nobody doing what? What was the anything. what, what no was one the making, headline no of the bumper campaign? <clears throat> The word fucking change. Wow. Right, but he did make some change. That's what I'm saying. You're not changing the things people want change, though. Like, I heard the wildest request, Like, Obama's going to do this. No, you can't do that. you got to get through the House of Congress. So what he did change was he brought in universal health care. People shit on that, but there's a lot of poor people that never had health care in their life that now get to go to the dentist and do all this other shit. Uncle, I mean, on and if you think that was no big deal... I... If anyone thinks that's no big deal, they need to look into it and ask the people who actually use it, right? If you don't use it, fine. You might not appreciate it. But the people who need it and use it, well, the thing is, go, It's, it's, a it's lot still different there for a us. Reason.
0: Because obviously we came from Massachusetts where Mitt Romney put in health care for all. So it was literally like nothing that's for us. Close. So hey, right. I agree with what you're saying. Right. The black, the extreme black people that went like fucking Obama's going to buy me a house is com- comparable to the extreme Trump people that think this motherfucker is going to stop a Mexican from this motherfucker not getting up out of his house and doing anything. It's like, yo, they ain't taking your fucking job. You just ain't doing anything. And they work harder than you. Like what you're being
1: out fucking worked and you're complaining about being out out fucking worked. Way, way (laughs) harder, way harder. As a matter of fact, foreigners to a man work way harder than Americans. I don't give a fuck when anybody's life. Uh, so it's from fucking, the yo, it's like you me. said to me earlier, it's I first see it world it problems. I see it in my employees. Of course, we are we are too spoiled. And I say we because I'm a victim of this too. We are we are the people that want it all, don't do nearly enough to get it. And when we do get it, we lose it because we don't know how to hold on to it, because we, we're too busy fucking self-consuming. And if you think that a guy that grew up on a farm, getting milk out of a fucking goat every day to eat is not gonna outwork you. You're stupid. Guys that played soccer with a ball made out of fucking sticks and tape are not gonna outwork you. You are stupid. You had the best shit and didn't use it to your potential all the time. Our worst ghettos are not no. the same as some villages. In so listen, 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 Let me cut you off there because we gotta on track. We'll it, go for fucking five hours
0: till we do this. Go ahead. Did you did you say how many um <laughs> how many years of uh, basically police and security experience you have?
1: Uh, I've like been training and all that. Probably, I mean, I'm still doing the training and security and shit. So probably like, I don't know, my whole adulthood. I haven't really worked in anything. That else. motherfucker in years. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am am i do not want to give away how old right, I am. So I know 17 I and good, a half. Yeah, like, I don't know. Nah, it's like total. Con- if you roll it all up together, what like, did you? Did you turn the lights shit. off over there or some shit? Nah, it's just getting dark, man. It's Florida. Plus, we got that that that's Sahara dust cloud. Everything's coronavirus. So that's right. So, so basically, um, you know, when when you talk about the law enforcement problems we're having now, and, and and just to be clear, we need a middle. I'll start off by saying that right now, we can't we cannot get caught up in emotional incidents and in, and in decide that that's going to be how it is for every every situation. Without a middle. We're we're just as bad as anyone. It's it, without being logical, in your in your response to something, it you know you're the problem too. If if you try to take a situation that happened, that you saw that was a questionable shoot, and try to link it to the same situation as, that happened to Philandro Castile, so di- so, the two wildly think- different scenarios.
0: Because you, you get this information out there. Do you think that minorities are disproportionately targeted by the police?
1: Yeah, because, well, well, it, I'm not I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm going to say obviously. Obviously because of this. There is no white person I've ever met in my life that's like, I'm afraid to get pulled over. I've never heard that. I've never heard that come out of a white person's person. Today. I, I hear that to a man come out of every black man's mouth including my most established friends that have great careers, make, make way more money than me. And they're like, yo, I got pulled over the there. I was nervous as fuck. I thought, you know, right off the rip, you're like, yo, you want to shoot me? That is uh, a lot of conditioning. Um, it's, it's first of all, you see it everywhere, right? It's, it's everywhere. It's a real problem. Not saying it's not a real problem. Of course it is but it's like seeing a pit bull and thinking he's gonna tear you apart. You know what I mean? You just have this condition, like, I'm so afraid of this thing because I can't control it and I see it happen to other people. And I've mm-hmm. seen some bad ones, you know what I mean? Um, what, what, unfortunately what it's done now, what that conditioning has done is it's put the, the good cops in a bad spot too because what you're seeing is when you, when you see the officer walk up to the car, it's like, yeah. what the fuck do you want? no so we have to find a middle we have to. We the, can't like start off perfect like that. Into,
0: into the next question so, so, yeah. is it hard to tell a cop that he's wrong as a
1: civilian and how do you do it well in the instance you have a civil conversation like anything else like when the officer says uh license registration sir do you mind telling me what i did wrong yeah license registration all right, I'm just trying to ask you a question. License registration. At that point, just give up your license registration. You're not gonna win that battle. Comes back and he says, all right, well, you know, you're speeding and you don't have a seatbelt on. Okay, well, if you don't mind, can, can you just tell me what did wrong? Well, I just told you you're speeding and you just didn't have a seatbelt on. Okay, take the ticket. Now, what, what I'm seeing is, you know, a, a cop might see something suspicious in the car and say, do you mind if I search the vehicle? You have a right to that. Yes or no, it's okay, right? Um, there's a lot of ways around it. They could call a dog or whatever. I mean, this, this, you know, if they have evidence, if they have anything that the says way, the they way, can do it, uh, do it. It's, it's funny because the, the question you pick. like almost talk yourself into <clears throat> the next question. This shit is perfect.
0: Um, what do you, as a police officer with uh, experience, police experience, consider the start of police harassment? Like, is it stop and frisk? Is it the thing that we saw? with Keith in Boston, where he's telling them, hey, where you going? Are you getting your hair cut, et cetera, et cetera? Like, when is it too much? When do you're like, yeah. Yo, like, as a cop, if you were sitting next to your, yeah. you know, next to your partner, you go, motherfucker, that was too much.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it depends on the individual. Honestly, it's what you're offended by. Because you, legally, the stop and questioning was, wasn't illegal. It's a conversation. You could tell him, go fuck off. It's fine, right? Uh, They pulled up on the curb a little bit too tight, so it looked aggressive. You know, if you want to kind of get those questions answered, you don't want to do it like that, I don't think. But uh, generally, you know, you get more flies with honey, that type of thing. If you're nice to people, if you really want the answer, you're nice to people, whatever. Sometimes you might believe that, you know, the other piece to this is, you know, fits the description. Guess what? Everyone fits the fucking description. It's like, I'm from Boston. We all wore Adidas. We all wore fat gooses back in the day. We all were uh, like, it was just, we, we saw all with Adidas finish, three days so. ago. It sounds like he's a motherfucker. <laughs> it it works. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> they were the red ones. You know, so you you do have to understand that there is a, a legal side to what they're doing. It's not necessarily harassment, but it becomes harassment when it gets uncivil. If they're not, if, you know, they don't have to call you sir, or ma'am. A lot of cops do now. Matter of fact, before this, before I say this, Boston police is really, in my opinion, the model for a turnaround of a department, because back to shit you saw in the 80s, I don't see it happening in the frequency it does anymore. As a matter of fact, first black police commissioner in Boston right now, second in charge of a black female. Uh, it, it's a very progressive department, and they're doing stuff. If you don't follow their page, if you're from Boston, you don't follow their Facebook page, do it. It's, it's very informative, even if you hate cops um but they're doing shit in the community every day they're, they're really trying to make positive change and the people doing it are people yeah, well, let me cut it, you off For, and they're in so so charge things them. one harold
0: that question that you asked can you explain that a little bit further so i can pass it on to ralph secondary since he said follow yeah motherfucker follow the spotify and Imperf- the 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 imperfect podcast with l ray that is me on spotify if you like what you hear follow it if you don't like what you hear Follow that shit and don't listen to it. I don't fucking care.
1: And on to the question number four. So H- Harold's question, Harold's question, it's not even a question, it's a statement. It's absolutely correct. Any person, any job, ego plays a factor. If obviously police is, is kind of an alpha type position. You can't be a pushover and be a cop. It's very difficult to be a pushover and do anything when you're enforcing codes and laws and rules. So what I'll tell you is this: there are certain careers where being a bad person sticks out a lot more. Police is definitely one of them. Uh, anything medical, doctor, nurse, whatever, horrible, right? If you find a bad one, it's really bad. Teachers, we've all had a bad teacher, right? As a matter of fact, I was a nerd. I well, not a nerd, but I was very bright in school and I did really well in. And, and I can tell you that even I encountered bad teachers that tried to trip me up with school. And I was like, come on, man, I've been doing this two years. Like, what are you doing? Like, it, it was like, you always will have someone whose ego gets in the way of them being a good person. And that is not exclusive to, to one career or another. So you take the percentage of bad people in the world, you add that to the police force and that's your number. Like it, now, does power make people hungry and act different? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'll use the example of of um, someone who's you know, it, you know, you take a football team yep. and you make someone a captain, right? All of a sudden, the dude's out there doing shit he never did before. Like, know Yo, what you doing with your knee pads? Like, what? Fuck out of here! You don't wear knee pads. Like, it, it's you always have someone that gets the the behind the driver's wheel and starts acting sure. different. What I'll tell you is this, though. If back in the day, you know, when I was growing up, people didn't become cops for anything other than. I mean, they wanted to help. You have to have that that underlying w- rule of trying to help people. But that was a really fucking good job. Like in Boston, it was a good career for dudes that, you know, weren't gonna be a doctor or, or anything crazy, and didn't want to work in a plant somewhere. Or work for Gillette things, or Coca-Cola, so they became a cop or a firefighter, firefighter or the T. <laughs> Correct. You know, what I mean? so it's a it, cop. Cop was probably one of the better blue-collar jobs you could have. Um, you know, with the retirement and everything. Uh, somewhere along the line, it became, you know, as you grow up and your dad's a cop, like, um, you know, I, you got a couple of Facebook friends who have dads that are cops. And I know a couple of cops that have a bunch of kids that want to be cops when they get older, uh, that changes because it's no longer about the career. It's about, oh, my dad did this. I'm proud of him. I want to do it too. And, you know, legacy stuff. Uh, that's a different motivation. You want to do it because your father did it, right? You want to do it because you want to help the world. Those are different motivations. There are some people out there that want to do it because they want to carry a badge and a gun, right? It it, it happens. You I, I know quite a bit of them. Uh, there's there's little slang terms for them, or whatever. But um, you can you can want to abuse power even before you have the power. It's possible. <laughs> you know I always say like you got you got kids out there driving around in unmarked Crown Vics for no reason. Like those are always the weirdest. Motherfuckers I, just, I mean, see. fuck them first of all because they, <laughs> yo, hundred percent. And some of them get on police departments. It's possible, right? Uh, usually they small police departments. It's not It's not a big police department, but, but you know, that person exists. So that doesn't mean they're a bad person. It means they really wanted to be a fucking cop. They really wanted that job. And, and do they want to help people? Of course. Like I said, that's an underlying piece of it all. Now, there are also racists that become cops. There are also people who, I mean, like when you talk about pedophiles, teachers, because of the vulnerability piece there, debt. Preachers, dentists, shit like that. Like, that's scary, right? Because you leave any two of them all. Priests, of course. Uh, in, in any clergy, really, reverends, uh, it's, it's, it's universal. Whenever you have someone that has ultimate control of something and they abuse it, it's terrible. So trust versus, you know, the ability to abuse is abuse is scary. So you have to trust cops. You have to trust firemen. You have to trust teachers. You have to trust clergy. That's how we were raised. Well, You know, sometimes that doesn't work out so well. So now you see a different set of rules where it's like now you're looking at police as if they're the bad guy off of some examples that are powerful examples. Like the reason we even have this conversation is the George Floyd, you know, we've had a couple of things since then. But the George Floyd incident was probably the worst example of being so arrogant that you can't realize what's going on around you. I don't think the guy started off saying, I'm going to kill this dude. He started off, you know, he got aggressive, and I don't know what happened in the car. They pulled him out of the car, but they had to pull him out of the car. Maybe he was in medical distress and started freaking out. I don't know. But then they put him on the ground. They put him in a position where, you know, it's supposed to be neon. It's a shoulder blade, knee you know, prone restraint. But the guy clearly is having trouble where he actually articulates, articulates it twice loudly so everybody can hear it and the cop realizes he's on camera being filmed and just doesn't give a fuck he's sitting there all cool with his hand on his on his leg like bro don't do that like just act like you care if you really don't can't do something but it looks terrible and you go back to rodney king which is probably still the most prevalent you know from our history yeah, well, well, prominent because people always think of Rodney King. When okay. you hear Rodney King, you only think of one thing. You know, Can we all just get along? And you, you think of the dude just getting like beat down. With like he ain't like fucking like sixty years old and got a whole another rest of his life. It's like, motherfucker, didn't you get beat down that time twenty years ago? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people used to joke about all time. I beat my ass. I'll take that twenty million. And and, and it, it's It's true. He's not dead, but at the same time, that's a hard thing to be remembered for. You know, I, that's rough. Uh, so he. When, whenever you see someone whip out a baton, an expandable, all you think about is run You see someone do this with a baton, even if they're right, it looks terrible. Uh, it's the conditioning. The, the constant conditioning we see, visual conditioning, is so powerful that that's all we can think about. Now, unfortunately, there is a, the overwhelmingly number of good cops get outshined by the bad cops because it doesn't take much. And that's anything, teachers, whatever. However, I've never said someone say, man, fuck teachers. I've never heard someone say that. Now you can have teachers do the most diabolical shit. I mean, so let me, so, so, so. They, so, they did this to um, kids, whatever. It's... I'm
0: going to say this and then we're going to move down the question because, as you know, we talk all the time. This shit could go for fucking 25 hours. The um <laughs> teachers, if you've seen Waiting for Superman, their job is protected even more than the job of a fucking police officer to the point where a fucking teacher could tell another teacher, Or tell the superintendent, this motherfucker is the worst teacher ever. And then they have a protection about them that they just can't get fired. I can't think of the word off the top of my head now. Tenure. That's what it is. Tenure. They Once they get to a certain amount of years, it's, like, fucking impossible to fire them for the shit that they've done. So, like, even in the case of teachers, I'm sure – like, I've been – like, now, it's funny, because when you were a student, you were like, damn, these teachers are the shit. They got their shit together. And then when you're an adult, you look back like, damn, you were fucking 12 people and sucking dicks over here? What kind of teacher are you? Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, so, yeah. um, on, on to the Ooh. next question, because I want to <laughs> kind of give people an idea of what this common misconception of people that post online on YouTube and say, like, oh, police can do this, police can't do that. The next question would be, do you have to furnish ID when police ask?
1: Depends. Sir, uh, it's, it's it, a lot of it's city ordinance. There's no real people will debate the hell out of this, but there's no real law in the books that says you have to have ID. Like, you know, city ordinance. That, that's the other thing. Is you got to understand that just because you know every law has been, you know, every city ordinance. There's a lot, a lot of city laws that are More important than the, the, well, not more important than, but they can get you in just as much trouble as the actual law. They might not even be a criminal offense, but if it's just something you have to have, otherwise it can lead to, you know, criminal charges after that. So, you know, yes, in Boston, I believe you do. I think it's on the book still that you have to have some form of photo ID on you. Now, will you ever get in trouble for not having it? I've never seen it. I've never seen that expand out more than having it. I, I, don't I, I don't think people have ever gotten in trouble so, for that uh, specific mm-hmm. thing,
0: but I think that them saying that. Like if somebody's like, I don't have to give you my ID, it it goes back to what Harold said where it's like, okay, so now you're going to turn on your ego and now you want to get angry at me. That That's the, one of the biggest problems
1: that I kind of see. So so here's here's what I meant by we need to find a middle. Why are you not showing me your ID? Is it because you're trying to prove a point? I mean, the, the thing is, if you're a citizen and the cop, you know, you're, you're rude to the cop. The cop doesn't have a place to go complain about you. You can do whatever you want. Say whatever you want, whatever, and if it's arrestable, he can arrest you. But ni- nine times out of ten, free speech. Say whatever the fuck terrible shit you want to say. And cops just have to sit there and take it. They're human beings. So, you know, just like freedom of speech, if you're walking through a grocery store and someone says, hey, what, can you get out of the way, nigger? You're probably going to punch him in the face, right? It's going to challenge you at a place where you can no longer control your emotional response and you're gonna punch him in the fucking face for calling you a nigger. Now, if you go ahead and talk about that cop, call him a cocksucker, so talk about his wife, guess what? He might hit a point where he's like, fuck my career and shoot you or fucking beat you to death. There is a point in our life you. where you have to realize we need to have a middle we need to have a middle ground. Yeah, you're not dealing with a robot. You're dealing with an emotional human being. And and the way you treat them. Should be re- reflective of the way they treat you. Now, if they start off being the aggressor, do you have to sit there and take it? No, you can. Right now, we're in a time where we've never had this power before, but you can just pull out your. Camera phone, that you everything that just said,
0: matter of fact. And um, I'm gonna skip two questions because I'm gonna go right to this shit. Because what you just said. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody file a complaint on either you or a fellow officer and have that? Complaint be escalated, and what was the situation that happened where where they took it and escalated that
1: well, complaint? The, yeah, it, the, it depends, but remember it's based on evidence, right? So we, you never had the evidence you have now. Back in the day, shit used to get swept under the rug all the time because you know one of the problems with with police work usually is police unions in, in the in the defense of the bad employee, and that's any union. Now I you know I'm, I'm pro union to the extent of where you know they do great with benefits and. You know, it, it's basically a good way to consolidate a bunch of people and become more powerful. But at the end of the day, if you're protecting the, the bad guys, that, that's that's not okay in any industry. But what what used to happen is it was just he said, she said. No witnesses, whatever. So, it, you know, obviously you're going to take the side of the guy with a reputable career rather than the guy with, you know, three criminal charges. So now with camera phones, you know, everybody's a willing witness now. Uh, matter of fact, I, when last time I saw a Cop had someone pulled over. There were six citizens mm-hmm. standing around just watching, it on a regular traffic stop. And I'm like, shit, really? You got time to do that? I don't have time to do that. Like, if they're beating a dude up, I'll get out and be like, yo, don't beat him like that. Like, what are you doing? And they're like, I nah, did this. I think, okay, you know, I think you know, because of media, everybody yeah.
0: just assumes that every single police stop now is just going to turn into a fucking beatdown. And Man. and and um, the one thing that the fucking uh, what is the head of the police union or whatever. Said that I was like, all right, that makes sense. And then after that, I was like, all right, everything else is bullshit. Um, was that they make a certain amount of stops per year and things don't go wrong. And I think that's kind of where people don't understand how many interactions actually happen in between, we'll you know, the, 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 because... the worst
1: possible
0: interaction.
1: Right. Well, I'll give you an example of, of how crazy that is. You look at a quarterback like Russell Wilson. He's made a million great plays. Everybody, you know, you say, "Oh, remember that interception he threw against the Patriots?" I remember it. She was great, but it's it's literally the exception that sticks out that matters. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not. You know, you won't remember him for being the dude that throws a bunch of but You remember him for cracking under pressure. You know, and or Pete Carroll for calling a bad play. Regardless, you remember what sticks out in your head. So. One police, one bad police incident is going to stick out way more than you know two million good ones. So again, and because you're being held to a higher standard and you're you're supposed to be above reproach, but I'll say it over and over again: human beings. And it's it's like Omar actually had a question about about what I thought about the sheriff or what we thought about the sheriff that said you need to learn how to how to respect the police. Omar, I'll tell you this. Um, it's, it's not necessarily that. It's it's we need to learn how to respect each other. I, it, all the conversations I'm seeing, stuff, I don't know when this happened exactly. I try to put my finger on it. I can't blame the president. I can't blame anything. But at some point, we just stopped respecting each other. Everybody's got, like, a big chip on their shoulder right now. And I blame social media, honestly, because it just gives us access to all the bad shit. We have access to all the good shit. We don't spend our no time What, it, I, what I'll say is that what it gives you access to is it
0: gives you access to an agreement of your fucking opinion. And your opinion isn't always right. This is the imperfect podcast. You said you're imperfect. I say I'm fucking imperfect. So why the fuck are you giving way to a a fucking 300 other people that share the same opinion as you? It comes down Mm -hmm. to a situation where it's like whether it's church or a Trump rally, or a concert, you could all be in the same place. There could be 15,000 people in the same place, and they could sell you, tell you to fucking sing dicks. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm singing dicks three times in a row. And you feel stupid if you're singing dicks by yourself, but if you're singing dicks with 15,000 other people, you don't seem so stupid now. You feel uplifted, because you're not by yourself. You feel like, hey, me and these other 15,000 motherfuckers, we're singing dicks. So now you're going on social media into the dick group, And you fucking feel right until all your friends, "Ah, I'm going to delete these motherfuckers. They ain't singing dicks. Now you got fucking a bunch of people that agree with you. And that is the worst fucking possible thing you can do because not everybody's right all the fucking time. You got to literally take the stance of somebody else. I can understand if you have a conversation with other people and it's like, hey, This motherfucker, I tried to talk to him seven times. It just he don't want to budge at all. But there's a middle ground in everything, whether it's police, whether it's fucking interactions with your friends, whether it's um, your relationship. Everything comes down to to what you're willing to give up and what you're not willing to give up. And right now, it's exactly like what you said. Nobody's willing to give a fucking inch,
1: and that's the problem. Uh, Yeah, we need a middle. And, And, you know... I was trying to think when you said singing dicks, I'm like, it might that be. I don't even know. It could, it
0: could be Tiger King. We forgot big... all about that motherfucker once Corona Gospel. came out.
1: Gospel. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so you, you are a hundred percent right. The, the problem is like I always say, if I ever wake up and find all my friends agree with me, I'm a to new friends. I just, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong all the fucking time. And one thing I'll say is in my growth at this old age, I'm at, I can realize I'm wrong and be like, all right, yeah, I was wrong. Shit, you're right. You know, it takes nothing. It takes nothing to do that. As a matter of fact, it makes you feel better. For all those hard-headed as fuck and never wrong, realize we're all wrong. So if you find yourself being right most of the time, you're probably wrong a few of those times. And, and, you know, convicted in your opinion is one thing, but to ignore the truth is something else. Like today, and, and I fucking hate social media, but I'm addicted to it. So today, someone posted... Yeah, I, I can't help it. Whatever, I'm, 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 I suck, right? So, someone posted a picture of a rope tied in a knot, hanging off a garage at at Talladega, and said, "How Bubba Wallace was... juicy smoothie." Like, whatever, piece of <laughs> shit. Bro. All all this, yeah, Jussie smoothie, right? All this shit. And 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 then later on, it came out that it was an actual fucking news. It there's no <laughs> denying it was like a fucking news. So. The dude went on TV and was like, it was a straight up noose. And everybody's shitting on it because they saw this picture, of the stupid fucking rope with the knot tied in it. Two things. One, when they hung black people from trees in the South, I don't know, 85, 90 years ago, not that long ago, uh, it wasn't with an actual fucking noose. It was a rope with a knot tied in it. No one down there took the time to make a noose. They just took a rope out of their whatever and tied the guy and hung him up on a tree. Uh, secondly, and that happened—that's real history. So when talk about t- tearing down monuments and all that shit, don't forget there's tons of fucking black people that were hung by trees. Hey, motherfucker! That's next black. week, stop. Uh, in that, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm—I'm <laughs> well, I'm a jump on it. So, so, so one guy posted the shit, and then I went back to say, "Hey, did you see that it was actually a news?" And he had deleted the shit. But on any fucking statement, any nothing, just deleted it like it never happened. Oh, never mind. Fuck, fuck it. I'm just kidding. You know. Uh, uh, you know, I I really I really have a hard time with that because I'm I, I again in my ripe old age, I would be the person that would go, oh, "Look, guys, it's actually new shit. That really looks like news. I can't lie. Exactly. That's, that's, fuck it. Like I would have been mad too. It, it and that, the self accountability piece is just not there, and it needs to be. Like it doesn't happen for everybody, but at some point in your life, you usually become more self accountable and start realizing some of the shit you do that are wrong and some of the things you're full of shit on. So. At a point, you just have to, if you're going to grow at all, you have to take that shit on head on. you got to accept it. you got to apologize for some shit. you got to do better, all that stuff. But there's just a overall lack of self-accountability, which comes to your point about the Internet. When you're Googling to make yourself look right, you're doing it wrong. You should be Googling to see if you're wrong. And if you're wrong, you come back, you know what? I just found this article from a credible source. You got me. That's right. Yeah, 100% right. Exactly, what, exactly a what you just said. That's exactly what it I go. say to
0: people every time I talk to them. Right. And the statement goes, uh, stop looking for your truth and start looking for the truth because at the end of the day, when you're searching for your truth, you didn't learn shit. You just quantified what you thought. And it could be a fucking lie. And if you are searching for the truth, mm-hmm. the actual truth, whether it be scientific or other, then you'll be able to learn more, grow more, and then be more self-accountable um, as we are actually behind. I will. We're going to move forward and actually talk about some specific shoots because we kind of got off the line of, of police shit. So I guess the first one that we would talk about would be, um, I guess, Tamir Rice. Because we, I don't know if a lot of people that are watching are familiar with the Tamir Rice one, but it's the one where the cops get out, say the kid had a fake gun, um, and then shoot him. And what I've encountered, you know, with more of the civil service demographic, whether it be police or firefighters or anything, is is they'll automatically go. It's like a fucking stamp response. They must have issued a statement and sent everybody an email that said, show me which one of these is the real gun. And there's four of them, as if that justifies killing a fucking 12-year-old. I mean, I don't know how it is, but me as a, if if I was a police officer, sure, I could, I might have been killed four times, but I might've been killed in good moral standing.
1: So what do you think specifically about that shot? I don't, I've talked about that a million times with a bunch of cops. I'll bring up a specific name, Randy Morton, um, very close friend of mine who worked with me here. And he was a Sergeant in St. Pete and he was a Sergeant for most of his career. And, and he worked every level of police you could possibly work in a city that he wasn't from. He grew up a farm boy, came and worked in the hood. God bless him. Uh, really, like a, a, an exceptional person. He said, "I would not have killed that boy. I would. Have, he could have shot me four times. I wouldn't. I couldn't have done it. And 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 you know, because Tamir Rice, like when, you know, when when the whole Mike Brown thing happened, everybody showed this picture of Mike Brown. When he was 15 or something. Mike Brown, when he got shot, looked like a grown ass scary man, no doubt about it. Uh, but Tamir Rice looked like a kid. He was young. He was, he was not a, a older guy. Like he was a small, skinny, like boyish kid. And and I don't know what transpired. I wasn't there. So I can't speak on the level of aggression he had by what we saw. It didn't look that bad that he needed to be open fired on like that. Looked like you could have flanked him, tried to do something like there was no, it didn't look like there was any further aggressive movement. Like, I don't know. I, I It didn't look right to me. And I can't, those guys must have that on their soul now that they killed a young boy with a BB gun. So I, I, yes, there are some people that you know, fear is powerful. You can never tell how you're going to respond to something in fear, but I can tell you that I'm not afraid of guns. I, I don't, you know, I don't fear getting shot like that. The only thing in this world I'm afraid of is someone hurting my kids, my And family, j- I mean, just to, like, to, other than that, to, um, fucking hurt to me. To let everybody else know, I guess you've have been right. in active shooter situations and shot people. So, so the, so the the real instance in which the understand that when you see a gun barrel at you, there's no amount of training that prepares you for seeing a gun. It, it, it flashed at you or pointed in your direction or even being shot at. You see it and it's a, it's a response you have. So the idea that you're going to train someone out of that, it works to the extent of you can become, you know, get repetitive movement and understand that this is how I may respond when this happens. But in the actual moment, it's going to be instinct. And the instinct is, you know, the fight or flight instinct. You you either get afraid and try to run away or you get afraid and attack it. Cops are trained to attack it and and that that repetitive training is what does it. Now, when people talk about training, you know, cops aren't trained nearly as much as they they need to be and that's all to do with budget and time. You can't take, unfortunately, there's not enough, I know people say there's too many cops, really not enough cops because if you had enough cops, you'd take half the squad out, put them in training Leave the other half Exa- on the street. so they Exactly stay tra- what you they just train said. A like lot, I was talking to one
0: of my friends the other day, and he said, "Well, special forces guys can shoot." And my answer to him was, "Special forces guys aren't on the fucking street every day in a different situation. They're working for two years, and they all four years. So you get a year of training, and that's up to you." But exactly what you said, I just looked up the numbers. There's eight hundred thousand cops in the United States. That's a lot of fucking cops. I mean, but yeah, I mean, one of the things I, I think we can do going forward with what you said is we're, we're going to have to find some some allotted time for extensive training for better personal interaction um, and for better understanding of personal interaction. Whether it's, I, I know they do a psych evaluation, and is that psych evaluation pretty extensive? Like, I don't know.
1: I never went through it. No, it's, it's, they pass an extensive site. Well, let's put it this way as extensive as any career where you, where you're going to be making life or death decisions. It's it's significant. It's way more than a normal person ever goes through. So, you know, when you're, when you're talking about judgment and all that, all that judgment goes out the window in the, in the instance, yes. If you exhibited bad behavior, it's more to disqualify than it is to qualify. You're not going to be able to qualify anybody based on like, Oh, you have an exceptional judgment. It's not that it's that you don't have bad judgment. It's a, it's a kind of a, a bottom line thing. And as long as you don't have bad judgment, they'll give you a shot. And then you have to, in the moment, you figure it out. It, it's, you know, you either, there's a lot of people that get involved in something like that and quit. Walk away. Like, it's not, it's not for me. But usually, and this is soldiers too, it, you know, I have a lot of military friends that I have one that's very honest with me. And he said, you know, I got shot at and I horrified. I didn't think, I, you know, I didn't think I was going to go home. And and that's powerful to me. That's a, that's brave to be able to say that. And he said, you know, he ended up staying in for a long time after that. He said, it didn't make me, you know, try to get out, but, you know, I, I didn't feel good. You know, it, it was, I was scared as hell. There's no, nothing wrong with that. That's, that's real. That's how you handle the problem because you can't get past it unless you identify it. So, you know, being nervous, I'll tell you, though, the other piece to this is, you know, I've talked to friends that have been like, I'm afraid when I get pulled over by the cops. Well. Omar asked, like, you know, when you're pulling people over, like, what's that look like? A lot of cops are afraid when they pull people over now because there's, as much as you can look at YouTube for police shootings, getting with police shooting people, there's a ton of cops getting killed doing the right thing. Um... State troopers, honestly. They They probably have it the worst as far as traffic stuff. And and for that question, I I was going to
0: give that question to you, Omar, because I'll give that question to Peter, who's actually an active state trooper. And he'll be able to answer that one and and kind of answer the current climate of where we're at. So just to kind of finalize on that point, Tamir Rice, are you shooting him or no? I nah, me never So, um, you shoot me? just to move on Forget. to the final one And then I'll, I'll, I'll end up bringing Peter on after Actually, we'll, we'll go two So two, we'll do Philando Castile quick Tell me
1: what the police did wrong He's good So fear, fear is powerful fear, fear can make you do something horrible and, and that cop Forgot that he said yes To go get your ID He literally said it and didn't even Fucking think about what was going to happen when he reached, he saw him reaching for the pistol. Now there's some conditioning there some powerful conditioning. If you look at Philando Castile, I see a pretty nice dude, probably cool right He saw the dreads, he saw the whatever he, he was conditioned to believe that dude could hurt him. Uh, I went and looked at the stats for that department. They have some problems. Uh, you know it's, it's the same you know that, that area I didn't realize it was so bad, but they have some real you know inner city type problems where that dude was so afraid that that dude was reaching for a pistol to kill him. The same conditioning for that don't shoot don't shoot stuff kicked in, and he shot him because he thought he was going to get shot. Horrible situation. It's probably the, well, not probably. It's the worst one anyone's ever seen. I, I've never seen anything close to that with a little kid in the car and all that. I mean, it's, it's a, terrible to, to me personally. The audio and video together,
0: and it wasn't even a killing. Was when the cop slammed the girl on her face and he at shot the pool in the- party. the the fucking 12-year-old girl on her face at a pool party. And that's when people said to me, oh, just George Floyd shit is terrible. And it was a bunch of like Trump um, people that said, oh, this George Floyd shit is terrible. And I was like, not more terrible than that shit. Not more terrible than a girl getting slammed on the face. So so I get it. The Mm -hmm. president fucking tweeted it. And it's funny because my wife said it. I was like, why the fuck do they think this is the worst shit? And she said, because the president tweeted that shit. And I was like, ah, that makes perfect fucking sense.
1: Cause now you want to actually watch the fucking video. (laughs) I think the other piece to the George Floyd one that was so horrible was the, the actually how long it took. We've never, they're always usually bang, bang. It's usually pretty quick, right? The Fort Worth one with little girl was terrible. I agree. The, um, the George Floyd one was eight. I can't remember 46 or 26 seconds, but 46, 8, 46. Uh, it was hearing him cry out for his mother, who he knew passed away. Like, it was just, there's a lot to that. It's almost like a movie scene, right? Um, and the, the pure arrogance of the cop just just riding it out, like not doing anything. And, and the, the you just saw a lot of different pieces of dynamic at work right there that, that, you know, if you're looking at the bad part of police work, it was all right there. Um, the only thing they didn't do, you know, no one planted anything on him. He committed a crime, but, you know, he shouldn't have died for it, all that stuff. But... What it came down to was it just took a long time, and you got to see a prolonged, dragged-out murder on TV. Uh, it's horrible. Now, now the t- the the Philando Castile one, Family Guy doing everything right, legal gun owner, which for two A people you should feel fucking bullshit and pissed at that. Uh, he's he's doing everything within his rights, and he gets killed because the cop how, is
0: mad. How uh, so? For you in that problem.
1: position, standard
0: stop standard person, identity. I got pulled, I've been pulled over in Tampa and all reached right. for my registration and forgot I had a fucking gun in the glove box. And because this is Florida, the lady just went, all right, close that up. Like it was fucking normal. And I was like, oh shit, I thought I was dead. So you, you'd be surprised. And then I, I see a video two months later and, and somebody's like, oh, this, this bitch is a dirty cop. And I'm like, nah, like I she legit
1: pulled me over and saw a fucking gun know, in my yeah, glove know, box yeah. and was like, go it ahead. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Because they had that video with her dealing, right? They had that yeah. video with her dealing with the dudes on the corner, right? And and yeah, remember? And I told you, she's cool. Nah, she's a real good cop. Everybody, she gets way more letters of recognition from the community than any. T- I don't. Think I mean, every, everything place, from no. that to to but to. The, it,
0: you can kind of uh, talk about what you would have done as far as the Philando Castile case, because. I don't think people realize that everything that that female cop did when she pulled me over was perfect. Her positioning was perfect. Her ability to see everything in the car was perfect. So there was no fear there as opposed to situations where cops are untrained and or by themselves and do shit in weird ways that creates this pocket holes. Like the guy that pulled over the fucking dude on the highway and said,
1: give me your license and registration. And when the dude reaches for it, just shoots him in the ass. Right. I think I think what what should have been done is you know Monday morning quarterback in here, but some he would have still been alive. Is if you're nervous at all, walk away and call for backup, call for another unit, do it the right way, do it with a you know two man stop, whatever. I mean, there's there's a lot of different options there. The other piece is you know if someone says you know that typically what you're supposed to do as a gun owner is say you know as officer I'm carrying a concealed firearm on my right hip. All right, if you don't mind, you mind just stepping out of the vehicle. I'm going to remove the gun safely, and then we can continue on from there. Right. That happens often. It doesn't. It uh, doesn't happen down here. Florida doesn't give a fuck about guns. Cops are like, "Oh, you got a gun?" Pretty, in me too. Much. How many you got? Two. All right. <laughs> you know, like they don't. They don't care, right? Because they see it more. Because everyone in Florida has a gun in their car. So up Mass, I know it was a little bit more of a hot topic because it's impossible to get I a gun. I almost got shot a lot in my people. fucking house with a gun. Whenever, he was like, you know, "Why you got a
0: gun on here?" I was like, "Because I got a fucking license."
1: He was like, you always got a gun when when
0: cops come to the door. Because you so loud. How the fuck did I know that you were a cop? Come into my door. I had to walk downstairs and talk to you. Who's banging on my door? Yeah.
1: yeah. No, it, it, it's, you know, I, I, because cops get shot in cities, city cops are a little more you know, sensitive about it. It's, it's, it's the same condition in the opposite direction. If you, you know, what, I, what I've seen, which was a pretty wild phenomenon, is that the cops down here desensitized the guns. It's just like, and since I've been down here, I've seen quite a few cops get killed. Like in St. Pete, they've had a couple of really bad ones. Uh, and, and it's, you know It, it is a big hazard of the job And that goes to the point where people say That's what you signed up for Shut the fuck up No one signs up to get killed You realize it's a hazard of the job But the fact that they deserve to get killed Because they signed up to do their job is ridiculous It's like saying firefighters. So The only
0: time I say Stupid. that specific the, the, statement
1: Is when somebody <clears throat>
0: tries to act like I'm trying to go home to my family And I'm like, not at the expense of a fucking 12 year old Without a gun I don't give a fuck what you think you're doing. You're not right. going to go home to your family at the expense of killing kids. Because at this point in society, we're kind no, of no, looking of at course. a 12-year-old black male like he's a fucking 25-year-old black male. And that is a problem right now. Yeah.
1: yeah, It's, it's been a problem for a while. And, and you know, Tamir was Chicago, right? I'm not sure where. I think... Let's see where it is. Pretty sure it's Chicago, Cleveland, Cleveland. Okay, another city. So, so city departments where cops actually get shot, it's a little probably more of a problem. Obviously, the highway. I just told you, working on the highway, the stories that come out of that is, I first of all, I couldn't do it because if I'm alone like that, unsupervised, I'll just fuck around. I'll be doing like 160 <laughs> miles an hour. I'll be trying to do like power spins Yo, on the so, highway so and shit, exactly what like you said bad, is right? when people say to me
0: well this is how hard it is to be a cop my fucking answer to that every time is two things I fucking know that that's why I'm not a cop and number two I would be the dirtiest fucking cop ever I'd be taking money all over the fucking place I don't care Like <laughs> I, I would not care I wouldn't kill fucking people yeah. randomly but I would fucking damn sure take some random drug money all day every day I'm taking money.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's that's where you know that goes back to overall morality. To ask someone to do something that's illogical but moral is cra- it's funny. Like you the, what you just said is I'd say nine times nine people out of 10 if they knew no one was watching would take the money. But you're trying to hire that 10th person. You're trying to hire the person that's above reproach. That's why the killings make no sense. Because if you're the guy that won't take the drug money but you'll kill someone just because they, you know, you, you, you're on an ego trip. That's fucked up. Like, that's just, I can't even, I got to put it back to good versus evil. It's just evil people and good people in the world. And in the middle, there's the rest of us. And, you know, the truly good people, they stick out. The truly evil people can hide. Like, it's pretty easy for them to hide in, the, in within the, the middle. And we need more middle for sure. We, need, we just need people that are reasonable if to have conversations. And, you know, the, the police that are working out there now, in this exact moment, this this piece of the climate, I can't even fucking imagine. You see people exactly. walking off the so, job that, you know, you what need What you just said, I
0: know, it, I know. It, you it, it, it goes to a perfect statement of saying, you know, the 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 age old in, in, interview question of what are your strengths and what yeah. are your weaknesses, and depending on the position in your life, you don't know how to answer that question the younger mind, whether by age or anything, or embracing yourself and who that person is in the fucking mirror, says, I don't have any weaknesses. So the mm-hmm. person that is that cop that doesn't have any weaknesses doesn't even fucking know what his weaknesses are until they present themselves. And they can present themselves in the middle of shooting a
1: 12-year-old. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, that, that's the human factor. If you know, I, I laugh. I always joke about Robocop. You say all the time. You motherfuckers get Robocop. Watch. It, it, if there was a Robocop. No, I, I, said that a, I, I said that to my boy the other day. Yeah, I said, are going oh, to gonna shoot somebody in the fucking leg. You think
0: you're a fucking iRobot. Because nobody can process the likelihood in that period of time, which is perfect segue. So I'll ask this final question. Philando Castile, you shooting him or no?
1: Oh, no way in the world. I, that's a that's a fucking. Not only am I not shooting him, if I tell him to take his idea, I'm gonna watch him while he's doing. It. Like you, I know you got a gun. so I'm just gonna watch you the whole time. I'm not gonna lose focus on the fact that you already told me he has a gun. I'm be like, all right, show me the. Uh, yeah, okay, cool, you are good. I would let him keep it, but you have, you know, you have a lot of options. You can pull him out of the car, take the gun out, have the conversation, then you can do a lot of things. The guy just got nervous, didn't follow through with what he was supposed to do. And, he ended up doing something horrible that, that I'm sure destroyed his life. With, you know, not as much as dying, but it, he's probably not the same. And he, he, the, the human factor, again, you're not Robocop and you go fuck up and there will be people, you know, some pilots crash planes. There's, there's, you can make a million different examples. The devious intent is the thing. The cops that just got caught talking shit about murdering black people and you know, when the, <laughs> when the revolution hits... That's fucked up. That's devious intent. That's different. A cop that fucks up on the job and kills someone still deserves the penalty, just like if you accidentally killed someone as a civilian. But it's not the same thing. It's not someone who set out that day like, yeah, I might kill me a black person today. I might kill me a Mexican. You know, it's not. It's not the same thing. So if you, you know, the it, it always says it just goes back to good versus evil in anything. You have, uh, you know, I have a difficult time with letting evil go in front of me as, as a civilian. I, if I see someone do something fucked up, probably going to do something about it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm big. I can fight. I have a gun more than I don't have a gun. I, I will probably step in and be like, nah, you ain't doing that shit. Get the fuck out of it. Or if they want to bring it further, I'll do that because I, I can't live with seeing someone get hurt innocent in front of my face. and I It's just not in my character. I, I my think makeup. people get... get um every one of my relatives <laughs> is the same way i've just never i've been bred to defend people so I'm, I'm not gonna ever watch someone get hurt uh the the fact that that evil exists like we saw is i know you and i spoke about this person but saw this fucking animal push this old lady and the old lady falls down with a groceries in new york right or white lady and we looked up the guy and he was a guy that if you or i saw him on the street We'd be like, Oh, look at this motherfucker. Like he's scary. Like his face indicated <laughs> that he was fucked up. Like not as not as yo, know, the look in his eyes, the fact that his face looked like it had been beaten for thirty-two years in a row. Like, this dude is a fucking hardened maniac. Should not be on the street with a hundred criminal charges. But therein lies another problem. Criminal justice system is fucking ridiculous. There is first of all the term criminal justice is oxymoronic. There's no justice there. It's it's you know, when you talk about policing without talking about prison reform it's nuts because the prison system is part of it all when you're when you're criminalizing people over dumb shit and they have no choice but to turn to a life of crime after that you're making the cop job harder when you're turning when you're putting them in a prison where they literally practice to be violent it's not making the police job any easier uh when you're taking them out of any chance of getting a real education. Yes, there's some people get an education in prison, but it's not a lot. And I know people think, "Oh, you go to prison, you get a college degree." Okay, what are you gonna do with that degree now? With your fucking e- your nothing, right? So it, it's it's really a system of you cannot cage people and expect them not to become animals. So when if you really want to help police, start addressing shit like that. You know, I'll help the public by helping the police because. That takes a lot of the shit out of the job in, in the sense that you're going to be dealing with more you know, civilized people. When, you, when you're dealing with like the, the extreme, so uh, Boston, shit, I can't even think of the year, but a guy walks up at an intersection in Roxbury and shoots a cop in the face. Cops sitting there doing paperwork. Um, cops a good guy. It never hurt anybody in his life. Excellent police officer. He shot mm-hmm. in the face just because he's a cop. Uh, we've seen it in movies a ton of times. It's happened in real life a ton of times. That guy was mad at the fucking police in general. He was mad at the structure. He was mad at the system, mad at everything. He took his anger out on that one particular cop that day. Cop has a cup of coffee in the morning, kisses his wife goodbye, goes to work, um, gets to work. His guy has a bad interaction with a guy at a traffic stop, ends up you know, getting nervous, shooting the guy because he's afraid of him because he looks yep. like every black person that kills a cop. It's a cycle. It's a huge cycle. And we need to somehow break that cycle by addressing it in in the most fundamental ways. Address things like the prison system and how it works in the criminal justice system in general. Address things like, you know, you're a big decriminalization person. You you mentioned to me that all drugs should be legal. Uh, I've told, I've told you my counterpoints. That's a much longer conversation than we have. Today. Yeah, don't open I basically. That shit right and you told me, you know, we talked about earlier, two weeks ago. We'll be going <laughs> for until tomorrow. No, I, I, it, I'll just a quick piece. But you said that, that, you know, without cops, things would be, you know, you alluded to the fact that things would be okay. And I said, well, you heard of meth mile. He said, yeah. I said, well, meth mile would be everywhere. Um, Boston has a phenomenon. Uh, meth Mile is Methadone Mile. I know people think it's crystal meth, but it's actually Methadone Mile. The first Methadone clinic in Boston, is right across the street from where that is. And basically, uh, Methadone is a you know, it's, Methadone's not a cure for heroin abuse. It, it's, it's synthetic a, opioid. <laughs> it's a treatment, but it's 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 really a right. It's a, it's a, it's it's heroin in a different form. So when you get people who get a dose with drugs, they they don't automatically take the habit. They just they, they placate themselves and, and then it starts to wear off and they need more, so they go buy drugs again. So now you have people who are shooting dope and taking methadone at the same time. Um, well, you know, they let them be across the street because there was nothing there. Nobody gave a shit about it. There was like a flower depot in the back of hospitals and zero projects <laughs> over there somewhere. Like nobody gave a shit about that area. Right. So nobody just, literally nobody gave a fuck. Even the people who lived there didn't give a fuck about it. So when that happened, everything was fine and somehow because of gentrification someone must have moved in that south end area over there and saw it I and mean, like this is terrible and all of a sudden people driving by you know now people are going there driving by seeing on the side road saying it's terrible they've been there for a long time they've been decriminalized areas of boston not not on paper every city really yeah. it's like amsterdam and the wire right where you let the shit go in order to keep it away from the shit that matters all the tourism and stuff you don't want that at faneuil hall You don't want that down by Charles River. So you let them all go a certain place. Even homeless people and how they corral homeless people in Boston. You know, certain times, like when the DNC happened, they were trying to corral them all and get them in, in, you know, different places and, you know, ship them down to Florida, whatever it took. And and you just – you do have to realize there's a reality piece to this where if you don't have an answer to the question don't fucking ask for an answer from someone else like if you don't know how to fix that problem that's meth mile don't expect the city government to do it they're not superheroes so their their answer is exactly what you're seeing that's a decriminalized zone where they're trying to keep people so they don't go invade your neighborhood so without cops police and shit like that. You literally have meth mile all over the place. You have an uncontrollable scenario where you're going to be walking out of the grocery store. Your <sighs> wife, your, your, your kids are going to be somewhere and getting accosted by people for money, or whatever, because everyone's not the same. We do have good and bad people. And you have to realize the bad people do need yep. policing. That's how it is. You need people to be able to call when you need help. That's how it is. Also, what a lot of people don't realize is cops just don't come to crimes. They're the first responder for a lot of medical stuff. Tons, like uh, social services stuff. They do a ton of other shit besides lock people up. I know it doesn't seem that way, but they really do. They're, they're there as an asset. I got that. I'll save that for, 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 for Peter. Let's mm-hmm. move on,
0: obviously, to the final shoot. And we yep. discussed this all week, and um, kind of in my opinion, I feel that it's very, very unfair for the most recent shoot that I've seen so far, which is Rayshard Brooks. Um, and I don't know if you guys have saw it, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's basically a guy, I've watched the video about 10 times now, it's a 45 minute video of a guy who basically stops at a fucking Wendy's parking lot, passes out drunk in a seat, and then um, the cops come up on him after. I feel that it's very unfair to put this guy in the same sentence as a Philando Castile. Philando Castile is 100% innocent. Tamir Rice is 100% innocent. After watching this situation, to factor in, I I think what I'm trying to get at at the point is um, this dude could have been any color and he's getting killed in that situation. And um, just obviously with your...
1: Policing background with your experience, you could speak so, on it. So, w- one, one thing, w- one thing there is, as I'll say that right off the bat, at least Samir Rice had a gun looking thing. This, this, the, when you talk about Philandro, I can't even lump those two together because he never had anything, the cop never had anything point out. He literally told the guy to get his ID, he went to the door to the guy's cell, right? So, whatever. Um, so, I really believe. What people are mad at, it, it came at a horrible time, first of all. If you see that shooting, aside from every other shooting, there's no riots, there's no nothing, it's, it's whatever, but after <laughs> no. George Floyd so quickly, uh, I'm no, I'm I mean, right, right after that, you're, you're seeing a lot of emotional Yeah, I saw that too. You're seeing a lot of emotional response to that. But basically, what happened was, you said he was in a parking lot. He was in the fucking drive through He was waiting to get a fucking hamburger, and he passed out drunk. Wendy's employees were like, "Yo, we gotta get him out of the drive-thru. Call the police." I mean, they burned the Wendy's down for that, but it's you know collateral damage. Um, But the cops come. If you watch the extended forty-plus minute video, they were super nice to him. Gave him every piece of exact, exactly what people want from the police. And the questions come in like, "Why didn't they let him go?" Well, you got a nine-one-one call. What are you gonna say? Yeah, he was drunk driving. We just let him go, right? So no, that's not gonna work. Not on a body cam either. Uh, The other piece to it was. They gave him every out. They gave him a fucking field sobriety test, which he failed, and they gave him a breathalyzer to do that. Uh, they All right, rude. yo, hold they on. No, stop, me. stop everything. <laughs> stop what so, you're right now because I don't think uh, people re-
0: understand that with the, uh, with the request for us saying, yes, we want every cop to have a body cam, now that cop is responsible for uploading his shit on a body cam and explaining why this dude just blew a fucking breathalyzer over the legal limit in a parking lot without going to fucking jail. Oh, by the way, it's a probation violation, too, because the motherfucker's on probation. And um, to Justin's question or Justin's comment, I know two white people that the shit happened to, personally. They were in their car sleeping like that. The cop came, woke him the fuck up, and gave him a fucking DUI. And you know what happened? He took the DUI, went to fucking jail, and then fought it and turned it into reckless endangerment, but with a fucking very, very good lawyer and a lot of money. There's literally lawyers that make business right. in Florida right. off DUIs that say that specifically. Call me after, but with this situation, mm, right. I don't
1: know. But continue. Right. So let's transition from the beginning into the middle. Uh, once he's getting cuffed, without being frisked, he's being cuffed in order to frisk him. He he then he then starts to fight, and and by fight, he does really well. To the fact like people, are, why couldn't they control that control that dude? Well he could fight. He was a younger dude. He had scrap. And he could fight. He, he stole on a dude, took his taser, whatever. Runs off. And uh, no, no, Joey, they couldn't subdue him. Obviously we saw it. And that, that's, here you nor know, there, I mean, it, it, whether they could have couldn't, if they could, he'd still be alive, but also if he didn't fight the cops, he'd still be alive. There's a lot of ifs. And, and the fact is it happened like it happened. He, he fought them. He took the taser. He ran away. Now, the training versus what people think are two different things. If, if the training and the escalation use of forces, you know, once they have a weapon and they use the weapon, because the, the theory is this, if he can tase the guy, get to his gun, then he has a gun, right? You don't let him escape with, with any of the of the weapons on the belt. Once he turned to shoot, if he ran off, he ran off. They wouldn't have shot. Him. When he turned to shoot the taser at the guy, that's when he got shot. Now, it's an emotional thing, again. People are going to lose all touch with fucking reality and try to defend whatever base they have. They're going to search every fucking internet story to make this, their point better, but the facts are the facts. If the cops could have subdued him, yes, he'd be alive. If he didn't fight the cops, yes, he'd be alive. If he didn't drink, in, if he didn't drink, pass out, and fucking drive the wind, he'd be alive. There's a lot of ifs. we got to deal with what's in front of us. What's in front of us is the pure elements of the crime is he pulled and tried to aggressively use a weapon. So let,
0: so I, I, let me just shot. let me let me say I, I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of the people in the comments they didn't watch the full video, and I've watched the full video ten times, and I know you've watched the full video several times. So I'll give yeah. I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase it down to what you see over the video. Video's 45 minutes long. You have 43 and a half minutes of great fucking police work, great commenting, great hey I'm a you know, give you a field sobriety test. I'm going like, to give you the, the breath laser. And I, the, a matter of fact, the only reason I think the cop gave him a breath laser was to let him go. He's like, if you could prove that you don't blow this thing, you, whatever, you go home because yeah. the guy kept saying he was going to go home.
1: Yeah, you had enough to, you The only enough thing to that I think that – um And it, it's –
0: could have alleviated the situation is if they just took him out the car, cuffed him and put him in the car until they figured out what was going on. So now you're going from your first 30, 43 and a half minutes into the struggle fight on the ground to the actual shoot is 45 seconds of time. The decision that the cop has after he beats both the asses and gets up and runs is three seconds, fucking three. The dude knocks the first cop on the ground, gets up to run, yep. and then the cop that shoots him doesn't go for his gun first, but goes for his fucking taser, shoots the taser at him, misses. The guy turns back around, shoots the taser with him. It's not like he shot the taser and then fucking ran 50 feet down the street. No, as soon as he shot the taser, the yep. cop drew his gun and shot him. Same and you have to understand yep. it, it's when you're shooting three shots, in an actual action shoot, it's like shooting one. You don't even realize you shot three
1: times. Well, three is very low, actually. Your average discharge of weapons is like six, seven, 12 shots. That, and, like, you shoot until it's over. And, and, you know, that's the other thing. Could you shot him in the leg? No one's trained to shoot people in the fucking leg. Like, in the Wild West. Like, I, the idea <sighs> is you West. stop the threat. Like, I think people think that when you shoot someone, they, they blow up or they die. Like... No, they can still shoot back at you. Like, there's a lot of threat there, and, and the fact that he realized it wasn't enough of threat where he emptied a mag on him, but he did he shot him to put him down, I, I, I can't see the criminal charge there. I, I get you're going to get every piece of scrutiny in the world because it's on video, it's a terrible time, whatever, and and God knows the guy should not be dead, it, It's but there's a lot of factors that contributed to that death, and it, it's not unfortunately, in my opinion, it's not the fact that the cops aggressively, and someone said if he was white, he'd be alive. No, the fuck he wouldn't. That's ridiculous. And if you can have that opinion all you want, and and we can debate that as much as you want, but we have to go by what we have. And by what we have, are those racist cops? I don't know. I've never seen from what I've seen. I mean, to be honest with you, even in the eyes of a DUI,
0: the only time I've seen white people walk away from a DUI is if they're like fucking a sports star or like a, a, a fucking yeah. Like Kennedy, Kennedy? or Kennedy. Uh, Bulger's brother, like shit. Like you have stature yeah. and people know who you are. Do especially with a, with a, yeah. like I, like, like, like I said, cause I don't know if you missed that statement, Justin, when you put that shit on your fucking actual body cam, white or black, you're going to be like, what the fuck did you do? Why isn't that dude under arrest?
1: But um, well, there's another point. Do you think those do you think those cops were practicing more restraint of because of the George Floyd scenario? It happened so close, cops. Right. It, it, so they're trying to be uh, on their best fucking behavior, realizing like, look, this can't go wrong. And in the shoot, I can just imagine the fucking leadership when they heard that call over the radio, like, oh my god, the chief quit. She was just like fucking him out. Like this is too much. You know, it, it, it's it's a bad scenario because you're just never going to be right. You know what I mean? There's just no middle. You're seeing unreasonable statements from both sides. Like, um, you know, from the police side, I've heard people say, well, like, the second he punched that cop, you should have been shot. Okay, that's fucking ridiculous, right? I, that's a person who wants to support the police that bad. Okay, that's ridiculous. And the other person is is you should have just let him run away. You can't. He's a felon. Fucking felon. Think, you cannot so let... I, I, especially on I gotta get wrong
0: out of time. So, um, what I will say is that you guys have to understand that if to that motherfucker it. didn't get shot, he would still be doing like 30 fucking years because you have probation violation, assault on an officer, Mm. fleeing arrest, assault on an officer with a dangerous weapon. (laughs) So that's a lot of goddamn time. Mm. Um, So obviously with Rayshard Brooks, in that situation, three seconds to decide. I'm personally going to shoot. I'm assuming you are. But um, let me get Peter on now. Um, so we can kind of move forward. Thank you. Go I'm ahead, definitely going to bring you back to. for another episode so we can talk about the legalized drugs because that's fucking five hours of conversation. But um, let me get our second yes. officer on now. He is he actually it. an active officer, so we can you know, right. kind of get an idea of what he's looking at now and, and go from there. Thank you, sir. Have a great night.
1: All right. me to watch this shit. All right. I'll see you later. Bum, bum.
0: Can I add you in here, Pete? I think you got a request. If you see me, because I had this issue last week too. And in the meantime, like I said, if you like what you hear, follow us Spotify, um, the Imperfect Podcast. And if you don't listen to that shit, but I need to follow, so let's do that. I'm adding them in right now. Man, what were you in a forest? Hello. Hello.
2: So you hear backyard, me?
0: Um... You got some uh, like fucking crazy uh Lego block type definition, and I'm waiting for your for your, for your your Cricket mobile data to catch up.
2: Uh, listen, um, except for the Wi-Fi out here, I'm uh, I am outside. Let me know if it's too choppy outside. Or not.
0: Yeah, you might need to move closer to the house or something because I, I there is a little bit of feedback. I'm <clears throat> giving, a, giving a little away, and it's not consistent, like you're blocky.
2: Hold on, hold
0: on. I think you've got a request if you see me. I had this issue last really? week, too. In the meantime, like I yeah, said,
1: if you got, like, you're like follow us
0: Spotify. Um, with mm-hmm. the Imperfect Podcast. Yeah, you got. You're like behind. Do you you hold hear on, me? Hold on. I have this issue last you week. In the meantime, like I said, if yeah, you got, like, you're like follow us Spotify. Um, with the Imperfect Podcast. Yeah, you got. You're like behind. Oh. What? You, you hold hear on,
2: me?
1: Hold on. I have this issue last you week. You uh-huh. the me?
0: I'm I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you am like, I'm i good? i think so. I'm like, I'm i I hear you better now. Your video is terrible. Hello? Yeah, yeah. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, 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 we're good.
0: All right. So, um, just going in, I guess, my intro, this is Officer oh, Vietnam Me, active, active Police Officer. No, 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 it's no. It's up
1: to you. <laughs> I, I,
2: I would have to correct you. I mean, obviously, I, I don't need to go by rank or title or anything like that. I am active Um. You know actively working and forcing on the streets and whatnot um, i don't want to talk too much there's so many times i wanted to jump in on, on you and ralph it was like one of those things i wish it was like a like a water cooler conversation deal you know what I mean? um yeah, yeah, yeah uh, just uh to throw a perspective out there like um uh officers often have to deal with fanatics right both good that don't have devious intent, It can still be uh, weird at times. Like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, people can be fanatics where where they um, want to know too much about you. You know what I mean? And that can be, um, especially for, you know, people that are close to you. You, know? mm-hmm. so you,
0: you got you do, terrible you feedback, though. <laughs>
2: You hear what I'm saying, or is it just a time delay? Or I got the time delay?
0: No, you're good now. It's, something you're doing. It's, it's making like a wash. I don't know if it's because of the air. Just go to your regular. Phone. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's why I just did it. God damn! There we
0: go. The, I'm, um... I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to say something. I can't. It keeps coming up with that that like attack audio. I with me and literally was here How about now? We're about to find out. It's like you can't you can't hear me double.
2: I hear you perfectly now. Uh, it has its uh, its moods, I guess you know. So
0: I guess how many just kind of DIY doing any type of work um my experience
2: starts uh october 2011.
0: okay that's a good amount of time and um as far as now with the current climate like what are you experiencing on the streets as far as stops um is there more animosity yeah. towards you? or there more, like easier? Uh, to feel? Uh, this audio is bad. bro. Right? Um, but I got I got nothing out of that. You're gonna have
2: to say it again
0: for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah Whatever is going on, on your side is crazy. Damn. I'm upset, man. All right, look,
2: um, let me try to try to invite
0: me back. Let me try to get out and then uh, try to get me back in. mm mm-hmm. God damn. They fucking started defunding the police and we can't even get good audio anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't even see you as camera now, so I'm waiting for you to show back up. There you go. Better? I don't think so, bro. Come on. You still in the same place. What you what you doing?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's cause uh the the baby, the baby took over the living room, so I'm I'm out here right now.
0: Okay. This actually might be a little bit better out here. I only have a little Thank feedback. You. Okay. So what is the current climate as far as you doing your job? Is it a lot harder?
2: Is there a lot more animosity towards police? Well, I mean, um, yeah, uh, definitely more animosity. It's more dangerous only because there's a lot more liability. Um, You know what I mean? Uh, Everybody thinks, uh, I'll say it this way, a lot of people know just enough to think they know what they're talking about, but they don't know enough to know when to be quiet and and listen to someone else, you know what I mean? And and that becomes dangerous, it becomes a liability because you're responsible for everyone you interact with and everyone that's around you as well. And you can see how that could become a problem, you know?
0: Do you think (laughs) that there, as far as the one of the Black Lives Matter (laughs) I'm sure you've <laughs> you after, broken it up again. That's fine. Right. Um, that there's more. more
2: um, it depends on when you poke your head in. I was there uh, the first day in Boston. And um, also to to add some perspective to that, I was there in 2015 last time we did this Baltimore riots um, 2013 when the whole black lives movement started was because of um, well it, it coincided with the riots of Ferguson the riots in, in Ferguson basically took the shine from black lives matter but the creators of black lives matter are actually three african-american women in their 20s um, you know, I don't see how three 20 um, year old African American women could be responsible for all the destruction that goes on um, that Black Lives Matter gets the, uh, gets the rap for. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, the media that we get our information from, you have to consider the source. I believe that most people have an agenda. Um, the media, the media itself, they don't really care for accuracy they want to be first, right? So I want to be first to put this story out. I don't really need to be right as long as I'm first, right? And the more bizarre, the more more catch, the more catchy, the more buzzwords, that's what I'm looking for, the more buzzwords, you know, black cop, black man, white cop, white man. Um, those create clicks, clicks generate money. And Right now, you know what I mean? Um, it's just dangerous because those things motivate people and you don't know how many straws are falling. Or
0: whatever. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, I know we spoke earlier and I, I think kind of what gets lost in the fold is so bad right now <laughs> wow you're real is bad, that man. um yeah, it's, it breaks up like crazy whatever the connection is messed up right now even though i'm sure you pro you hear this you froze out <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely terrible right now. I'm going to try to shut this down and bring it back on the Zoom with him and see how it goes and ask questions and upload it later tonight. If if not, um I guess we'll try to figure it out next week, but if I go live in the next 5 minutes it's up there. If not, then it's not cuz it is the imperfect podcast. So, um like I said before, If you like what you hear, Spotify, The Imperfect Podcast. If you don't, Spotify, The Imperfect Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We definitely had some technical difficulties with that second interview. And I just want to, we're going to upload, obviously, the first interview with me and Ralph. And then I'm going to kind of go forward and redo the one with Peter. So we can kind of get a little bit more information as to what it's like to be a recent cop or an active cop currently. Um, We tried several different methods and obviously it didn't hold, so I gotta figure that out going forward. But as far as today, it was still a pretty good episode. I just realized I probably should have stayed on for another two hours, but I'm figuring it out more and more every day. Hopefully you enjoyed the content. Um, We definitely got a good show coming up next week. Um, On the Spotify, I will add in uh, Peter's interview after I complete it tomorrow. But other than that, I'm going to update today. So like I said, Spotify, The Imperfect Podcast. Have a good night. See you next week.